We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers over at NinersWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. Joining me shortly is Chris Biederman. He covers the 49ers and the Tour de France for the Sacramento Bee. And we are going to talk about throwing programs. Yep. That's the topic du jour in 49er land. We're two weeks out from training camp. And we're recording this Tuesday, July 12th. So the 49ers report in two weeks. And we're talking about arm fitness and Jimmy Garoppolo and his throwing program. Let's dive in. Blue wire. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. Excited do you sound to talk about this? Hella. <laughs> Hella is the right word. I just so here's the, here's the here's my thing. Like we'll we'll start with we'll start with Trey Lance. Uh Matt Barrows, who will be joining the pod later this week, um, had a report on Jimmy Garoppolo. We'll get to that. The the Trey Lance arm fitness, arm fatigue thing, whatever, it first got reported a couple months back. By a former NFL offensive lineman, Ryan Harris, I believe is his name. And he was on CBS Sports HQ and was like, yeah, the Niners are worried about Trey Lance's arm fitness. And it seemed kind of contrived then. He also said he was, you know, Trey Lance is struggling to pick up the offense. It was kind of an all-encompassing, I guess, dig on Trey Lance, which like, you know, I have, and anyway, I'll let you go, but I just want that to be the context. It wasn't just that he said that it was an arm fitness thing. It was something to the effect of he's not, he's not ready and he's not picking up the offense fast enough or something, which is not something you typically hear. Like that's, I haven't heard anything like that. I think everything I've heard about him in terms of picking up the offense has been Fine. Like that, that's not Trey Lance's right. issue. Anyway, go ahead. So 
that was where the arm fitness thing started and it just kind of went away. And <laughs> then Mike Silver and Colin Cowherd on Cowherd's podcast both say like, yeah, I'm hearing this arm fatigue thing too. And then Mike Silver's tweet about it where he clarified said the 49ers were concerned about this, which is vastly different from the 49ers are concerned about this. Right. And it's something that gets brought up and I work in sports talk radio. So this has been a, a thing now since it first came up every day, it gets brought up and it gets talked about. But my whole thing with it is in week nine, assuming Trey Lance is a starter and assuming that he is healthy in week nine, is it going to be like, Hey, Trey Lance isn't going to be able to play because his arm is sore. Right? Like, no, 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 that's not going to be a thing. So what I don't understand why it, so it matters at all. Yeah. So, I mean, it, First of all, I think the appropriate context is to point out that this is unequivocally the slowest time of the year for NFL news. So any NFL story that comes out is going to get more play than it normally would because it's competing against much less in the Internet space. Right. So like anything that we're making a big deal of seems like a bigger deal than it is because it's really one of the only things we have to talk about. Right. Sure. Another uh, another thing I'd like to point out, and I just want to say, too, that I haven't heard anything about Trey Lance's arm fitness. But one thing I did hear, which I think is sort of associated with it, was that, you know, Trey Lance got off to a really good start to training camp last year. You remember that we talked about it. It was at that point where I was like, man, Trey Lance should be this, this team starting quarterback. I know I wasn't the only one saying it. He looked really good out on the field and, and he deserved more first team reps. As August went on, we found out that Trey Lance didn't keep, didn't maintain that level of play throughout August, right? Like he, it wasn't, it wasn't as good in the third and fourth week of August as it was in the first and second. Mm -hmm. And there's a chance that some of that tail off could have come via arm fatigue right and and i know like that's a a lot of people will you know red flag that comment and i think they'll they'll talk about it depending on what their preconceived notions are about trey lance whether they think he's good or whether they think he's bad that you can tie the story you can tie your opinion to the idea he deals with arm fatigue but if you go back a little bit further before training camp there was all the talk of, wow, Trey Lance did a ton of work with the quarterback gurus um, between OTAs and training camp. And Kyle Shanahan even said it, like all that work looked like it was paying off. Well, the detriment could have, he could have been throwing, he probably threw hundreds of footballs a day or hundreds of passes a day. I should say. And so doing that for six weeks leading into training camp and then going through your first NFL training camp after not playing a whole lot of football in college, you could see why he might have dead arm. And it's a thing with baseball players, right? Like you play baseball. I played baseball. Whenever baseball season starts, your arm feels great for that first week. The second week, your arm 
feels like it's completely dead. And then eventually it comes back after you build up your arm fitness. Like, I think that can happen with a quarterback. I don't know that it happened with Trey Lance, but that to me is how is it seems like how it would happen because he hurt his finger late in the regular season. He wasn't throwing early in the, the preseason and right in the preseason. Yeah. He wasn't throwing early in the, in the regular season. And then he hurt his knee when he got his one start. I don't think he had arm fitness during arm fitness issues during the regular season. I think that might've been sort of the dog days of training camp, which a lot of players go through in different forms. And maybe his arm was just tired at that point. And then somebody says that to Mike Silver and or Colin Coward. And then because we need talking points in late June, early July, it gets blown up and now we're all talking about it. So to me, I don't see it as a big deal to your point. I'm extremely doubtful that it's going to get to a point in the regular season where Trey Lance is impacted by his arm fitness. I think it's something that possibly could have happened. And, um, but I also think it's not something that ultimately matters that much. And whether or not Trey Lance is good for the 49ers will have nothing to do with him having dead arm last August. Yeah. And that's, so that's kind of where that's kind of where I'm at with this. Like, okay, where was, where was this report last year? Like if this was an issue last year, where, why now is it because Rich Scangarello is mad? Is he big mad and talking to Mike Silver about it? That's my, that's my, that's my theory. So, yeah, I think it's pretty apparent that Rich Scangarello was not a big Trey Lance guy um, at this point. And I don't know if Rich Scangarello is talking to the media, but I do find it notable that while he was with the 49ers, none of this stuff was coming out. And then he leaves the 49ers, and then all of a sudden there are some revelations about the 49ers quarterback situation. Hmm. You know, like I hmm. maybe it's just a coincidence or maybe Scangarello is the one talking. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to sign it to him, but I'll also say it wouldn't be surprising given on right. what I've heard about the dynamic if that's if that's indeed what's happening. It's connecting dots. Right. And maybe and those dots don't connect, but logically. One, one thing I have heard, which I feel pretty comfortable saying, is that Scangarello was a big Mac Jones guy. Mm. And you remember, like, there was a lot of noise about Mac Jones. Well, I'm shrugging right now. <laughs> Like, that was a you know, heavy like, shrug. Yeah, it was just. just it, I mean, again, I'm not saying Scangarello. Richie Skangs just get Richie Skangs just getting after it in the media. I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, All right, Kentucky offensive coordinator Rich Scangarello. I should address him properly. Yeah. So I powerhouse think, football school. Yeah. So I think the fact that the 49ers move on from Rich Scangarello. Um the same off season that they're transitioning with Trey Lance, I think tells you what you need to know about what that dynamic is. Yeah. Let's move on to an arm fitness thing that actually affects the 49ers. Um, <laughs> You're so salty. <laughs> I just, I haven't heard a say like if it was, Hey man, the 49ers are, are Jimmy Garoppolo is still on the roster because the 49ers are worried that Trey Lance can't play 17 games because his arms is going to get tired. Like, okay, let's talk about it. Yeah. 
Well, so the bat signal has been sent to um, to Mr. Mike Silver, and and we're hoping to get him on the pod at some point within these next few weeks. I just I I'm not doubt. That's the thing is I'm not doubting Mike Silver's reporting. I just want to know: is this a past issue? Is this something? Because if it's something that the team is like, yeah, he may not be able to start yet because we don't think he can get through 17 weeks of throws then yeah, that's something that's absolutely a thing, but it doesn't seem like in any of the reporting that it's the thing they are worried about. It's the thing they were worried about. So I'm interested to talk to him. Yeah. Fingers crossed. We can get Mike over on something that does affect the 49ers though. Uh, that definitely affects them is uh, Matt Barrows from the athletic reported that Jimmy Garoppolo began throwing weeks ago, two to three weeks ago. tracks which tracks with the late June, early July timeline that was given when he had his shoulder surgery. Now what? It's a positive. It's a positive if, if you're the 49ers that he's throwing already and has been for a couple of weeks. So we were talking to Dr. Narav Pandya from UCSF hospitals. And he said that this throwing program that quarterbacks typically go through after this surgery is like four to six weeks before you can really like ramp up and start to start to make full throws, like throw hundred percent. And then it's getting into contact and being able to play through contact and things like that. So if that's right, if that's four to six weeks, that's putting him on track to be healthy and throwing at mostly full speed by the time a team is reporting for training camp. Probably not a coincidence. I, I think it was the, the, the point of <laughs> doing the surgery when he did right so yeah i mean the bit the big question is so my knowing jimmy garoppolo to the previous point like he has to have circled the start of training camp to say all right i need to be 100 now because no matter what, whether it's with the 49ers or somebody else, Jimmy Garoppolo's best shot at earning a starting job next year is going to be being fully operational by the time training camp starts. Because, you know, I don't think he's coming back to the 49ers. And that's obviously going to be one of the biggest developments of the week when they report July 26 is like, is Jimmy Garoppolo on the roster? Is he, if he is, is he in the building? If he's in the building, is he practicing? Because ultimately there are a lot of layers this can get to, right? The Niners could, I mean, Kyle Shanahan, I asked Kyle Shanahan during the offseason program, if Jimmy was on the roster, if you would expect him to practice. And he said, yeah, he would. But John Middlecoff, who was, who was in the press conference too, followed up with, so you wouldn't do like a, you know, a tell him to hold out situation. And then Kyle said, you know, I'll, I'll, we'll get to that bridge when it, when, when we get there, essentially we'll saying cross that bridge when we get there, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Thank you. <laughs> we'll get to that bridge when we get there is an yeah. incredible phrase. Yeah, we will. <laughs> it is what it is. Find you know? the lie. Find the lie. Um... <laughs> We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So Kyle Shanahan kind of waffled on it in consecutive questions and... Look, if you're the 49ers and you're content on moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo to Trey Lance, which in my opinion is what they've been exuding this entire time, like that's been their messaging. Kyle Shanahan saying they plan on trading Jimmy Garoppolo before the start of training camp over and over again is no small thing, right? That's not something you say when you hope that guy is on your roster. Um, So I think ultimately... It, it's just going to be fascinating, right? Because Jimmy, they could say, they could have Jimmy there and then they could be like, well, don't practice because we need you healthy so we can trade you. But if you're a team that's potentially in the quarterback market and you're evaluating the situation, you're probably daring the 49ers to say, all right, well, if you're not going to meet our price, then go ahead and carry his $25 million into the regular season. We dare you, right? And that's, that's ultimately what I do not see happening. Like the, the scenario that I think is least likely is Jimmy Garoppolo making $25 million for anybody next season, especially the 49ers. Like him making $25 million at all just seems incredibly unlikely to me. Um, him doing it for the 49ers seems even more unlikely. But strange things happen. And as our favorite cast member, Nick Wagner, always says, never say never, right? Never so, like, do it. You never do it. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm not expecting, you know, I know Tom Pellicero was reporting um, that Don Yee told him that a trade is still expected. And I think Don Yee, it behooves Don Yee to have that messaging out there because Jimmy Garoppolo getting traded is the avenue towards Jimmy Garoppolo making $25 million this year. Um, but ultimately the 49ers, and we've, we talked about this, you know, you and I have talked about this. Uh, we talked with Joe Fan about it. Like the 49ers are probably going to have to make a decision. Like, do we want to trade Jimmy Garoppolo and pay 10 to $15 million of his salary, get a fifth or a sixth round pick back at the cost of, you know, 10 or $15 million. Like is a, is a fifth round pick worth of, and keep in mind, a fifth round pick is probably going to make about three and a half million dollars in salary over that player's first four seasons, their rookie contract. So to pay 10 to $15 million to Jimmy Garoppolo's salary, just to get a fifth round pick back just seems like a lot and they could do it, but it wouldn't be the most financially prudent thing 
particularly when you're looking at a massive extensions for Nick Bosa and Debo Samuel in the not too distant future. So I don't know, man, like if I ran the 49ers, how I would do it, I would say, all right, I'm committed to Trey Lance. We're not bringing Jimmy Garoppolo back. We're not going to create a circus. We're not going to create a situation where if Trey Lance plays bad for two weeks in a row, the fan base is calling for the backup because that's not a healthy dynamic for a young quarterback to develop in. And I would just ultimately cut Jimmy Garoppolo because there's no, there's a million dollars in guarantees left. That's all it would cost them. So, so I know they don't want to do that. No, they don't want to. And, and, and honestly, there's no reason to want to other than just to satisfy people on Twitter. No, sure. But what's the motive? If, If you're, if you're, the acquiring team in this trade acquiring Jimmy Garoppolo. What's your motive to trade for him right now? Like there's no there. So, so theoretically it's Cleveland and Seattle are the two teams that could theoretically be in the market. And apparently Houston (laughs) and Houston, depending on who you ask, but, (laughs) but there's, there's realistically two teams and, Maybe only one, depending on how the Browns quarterback situation shakes out and how they feel about Jimmy Garoppolo versus Jacoby Brissett. So the Seahawks are then the only team, and and Jeremy Fowler from ESPN reported that they've done their homework to see how he'd fit in this night. Let's just say it's Seattle. Forget all the other ramifications of that. Why are they picking up the phone and calling the 49ers right now? I mean, the, the Niners are going to be stuck unless unless they wait around to see if a, a starting quarterback gets hurt. I, I do think that, I, I do think the 49ers can use time as leverage. Uh, OK, uh, fair. Because but, they could say, look, if you wait to get him, then you're only going to have a week to prepare him for the regular season as opposed to a full training camp. Okay, Which so if he's your right. starting quarterback, you obviously want to make that deal as soon as possible. I do think that's so, one point of leverage they have. So that's that's the other thing here is Garoppolo is doing all this work to be ready by the start of camp. If he goes to the 49ers and says, get me the heck out of here. Like, I want to go compete for a job. Are they going to hold on to him like, I can't imagine they would do that given how he handled last year and what they say about him and how they laud how he handled last season and everybody in the building loves him. And you want to, it's there's optics with the other veterans in the room. If they just hold them effectively hostage through training camp, because they want to get, and here's the thing is the Baker Mayfield trade was a 2024 conditional fourth round pick. Like right. not even in next year's draft. It's the next year's draft. So you're going to hold this guy hostage for a, for, for a fourth or fifth round pick in two years. Right. Just given the dynamic and the relationship between the 49ers and Garoppolo, I think they would be doing a favor if they cut him once he can pass a physical. I agree with that. I think ultimately that's that's a way that they could sell it is they could say, look, at this point, you opted for the surgery. 
nobody with an opportunity for you is offering us anything worthwhile in a trade. We're just going to release you and let you pick your next destination, yeah. which is fine messaging. But it's also like, well, now we've wiped our hands of all your money and we don't have to worry about paying you 10 to $15 million to play somewhere else. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, ultimately there's, I just can't imagine if there were a team, I mean, maybe there is that that's the thing we do need to acknowledge here that like dumb stuff happens in the NFL all the time. NFL people make ridiculous decisions every year, every off season. And there could be somebody out there who says, yeah, look at Jimmy Garoppolo's record when he starts. Yeah. Like, 25 million is a relative bargain at this point compared to the guys who are making 40 and Jimmy Garoppolo has beaten some of those guys. And I'm not saying I agree with this because it's very clear. I don't, but it only takes one person and the NFL, we just see it all the time. These guys make these boneheaded decisions over and over again. That scenario might exist. I just want to, yeah. I just want to point that out there. Point that out. You know who I could totally see like trying to make that argument that it's true or that that would happen just that that i could see making the argument that you just laid out for garoppolo yeah it's only 25 jack easterby in houston (laughs) i could totally see the texans talking themselves into that that's what i mean like hey the afc south not the best division we like our young guys we might be able to compete you know there are seven playoff seeds now like guys could you you can talk yourself into it but if you're the Niners like yeah go ahead you know and they'll try to do that and the other thing and we've mentioned this before too is like Parag Marate one of the most shrewd contract negotiators in the NFL who runs the 49ers salary cap essentially Mm -hmm. I do not think like, I think he would rather quit his job than pay Jimmy Garoppolo $15 million to play somewhere else. Yeah. To recoup a 2024 fifth round pick. Right. Like, no way. It's not right. It's not just, it's not like a 2023 first. Like, yeah, pay him the 15 mil, pay him 20. Like, what, whatever. If you're, but it's not going to be that. Like, that ship sailed a long time ago. I, I also think there's probably an element, and I don't know this for a fact. But sort of the vibe that I got, I don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo wants to come back. No, I don't think so either. Why would he? <laughs> I don't think he wants so to. Here's, be a, this, yeah. this always, this keeps sticking out in my mind when, when, when I talk about this with people. Is when John Lynch called and told him about the trade up, Lynch said, Jimmy said, am I going to get a chance to compete? And Lynch said, yeah. And Jimmy said, great, I'm in. He's not going to have that chance this year. If they thought if they thought that the door was still open for Jimmy Garoppolo to be the franchise guy and to finish out his contract, they wouldn't have mortgaged their future to move up. At some point, Lance has just got to get on the field. And <laughs> one of the reasons they this also sticks out in my head. One of the reasons they traded for Trey Lance or for a new quarterback is because Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't stay healthy. I cannot fathom. The fact they tried to trade him, they then couldn't because he wasn't healthy. And then going, hey, we'll just hang on to him. Let's see how it goes. Right. 
like that just none of that none of that none of that tracks to me and i i don't think the niners necessarily want him around anymore and the way garoppolo pieced out of his last press conference right he was done and you can't blame him the way he handled last year was immaculate he was he was as good of a teammate as you can be in that situation and i think it's human nature to only be able to do that for so long. Right. I, I think ultimately it's not like, I, I just would be stunned if he came back to the 49ers. I think ultimately the question now is, does he get traded or just flat out released? That's ultimately, I think where this thing's at because yes, I, I, I agree with you. I think the, the notion that they're hanging on to him because they want to see what Lance looks like in camp is asinine. Yeah. I don't, I don't get the feeling like having been there and watching Trey Lance practice and hearing everybody talk about Trey Lance, I don't get the feeling that there's hesitation, particularly because he's there's like arm fatigue or anything like that. Like I don't, I don't find that to be accurate at all. And it would just the nice thing about all this is eventually Trey Lance is going to play, and then we don't have to speculate on whether or not he's going to be good. We'll actually have evidence. Be like, all right, Trey Lance is good. Trey Lance isn't good. Trey Lance looks like he will be good you know, are the 49ers winning games? Like it's, it's just going to be very refreshing to not try to speculate and guess and whether or not Trey Lance is going to be good and just actually evaluate what he does on the field versus what people are saying in June and July about arm fatigue. Can't wait. It's going to be, it's going to be great to be able to just talk normal football again. Yeah. Um, so we will have, we have a commitment from Matt Barrows of the athletic to join our podcast this week. Um, that's big yeah we're it's it's coming up july 12th we're we're two weeks out from training camp from players reporting and then first practice is 15 days away. we're two weeks we're two weeks out from training camp and we may have debo samuel and jimmy garoppolo movement before then oh yeah debo samuel i forgot about that just resetting the off season here um <laughs> Debo Samuel not posting still not, videos still, with Trey Lance. That's Brandon. Still I not signed long term. Yeah, that was that's a that's a I, I forgot to mention that. Brandon I posts a video on Instagram of Trey Lance throwing passes to him, and I think it was three throws. And Ayuk wrote like these are the only three throws. His arm was too fatigued after that. Mm-hmm. And the other so George Kittle put a bunch of laughing emojis in the comments. Um, 49ers legend Travis Benjamin was in the comments with the with the laughing emojis. So I think that that to me stood out as one of those things that this has become a like you said, this is a big deal because it's July. Yeah. Yep. I, I don't agree. foresee it being there's, a problem. There's a lot of empty airspace that needs to be filled. And sometimes stories can just get vacuumed up into it. I think that's what this is, but we'll have, we'll have silver on and, and we'll be able to talk with him about it at some point. Hopefully I know he's going to be at training camp. So, um, but yeah, cool, you're wearing man. to fill the John shirt. Sure. am. Sac state stingers up. Fill the John, the John's one of their sports venues. I take it. John Smith field. Baseball. Yep. Gotcha. 
they named it John Smith Field while me and my buddy Nate Goodyear were broadcasting there. And we started calling it the John on broadcasts and it just kind of. Oh, so you respond? Are you responsible for the fill the John hashtag? I'm I'm riding coattails on the responsibility. I'm I'm 99% sure Goodyear brought it up or came up with it. But you but so then you were the originator of, of calling it the John, and then somebody else created the hashtag filled John. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they gave me they gave me this shirt. Gotcha. Are you envious that you didn't come up? Like, do you wish you came up with it? No. Okay. No, because it's good. That's I think just you're. What I think every... you're correct with that mindset about this thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, and that's just what any venue that has a guy named john's name attached to it is just called the john it's the mature thing to do Ah. (laughs) okay if you call look if you have a sports venue (laughs) if if you have a sports venue that's named after a guy named john and you don't call it the john anything else you call it is going to be totally bananas (laughs) yeah Dang, your stadium nickname game is bananas. <laughs> um, all right, let's get out of here. I don't have anything more to say about that. I have nothing else to say. Okay. Matt Burrows on the next pod. Subscribe, rate, review. If you haven't done that, if you have friends who are 49er fans or football fans, make sure to tell them to subscribe. We are going to be getting back to fairly soon. We'll be getting back into the three pods a week swing and making sure to bring you all the content throughout the year. Going to try and get some more interviews this year. We'll also have a, um, there's also groundwork being laid on for another, uh, another potential project, potentially with a brewery, potentially surrounding a live event, potentially coinciding with a beer release. We'll see. Potentially, maybe, rumor is, <laughs> on deep background, that it could maybe possibly coincide with the 49ers home opener. Potentially. Well, let's not, we, which, let's not dive into too many details until it's all finalized, which we will hopefully have uh, finalized soonish. Okay, unrelated to that, the home opener could be Jimmy Garoppolo and the Seahawks. <laughs> I I would love for Jimmy Garoppolo to play for the Seahawks. That would be it outstanding would be, for content. As as a content creator, <laughs> I'm it's the best case it. scenario, right? Yes. It would not be fun yes. to talk about Jimmy Garoppolo starting for the Browns because of the Deshaun Watson suspension well and then be less so fun. let's way less and the quarterback matchups in that scenario where jimmy garoppolo goes to seattle it's justin fields week one jimmy garoppolo week two russell wilson week three in denver or you get justin fields week one drew lock week two and then russell like it just there's the cachet is just not there the with best, the locksmith crew up there and i know the we said Dub. i know we both said we we have nothing to say but like thinking about it now the best case scenario for i think everybody involved is 
the Niners cutting Jimmy and Jimmy going up to Seattle. Just purely from like a content, like, you know, Jimmy might be at a press conference and might swear a couple times about the 49ers and say like the SH word, like he did a few times this year where he like really stopped giving, stopped giving a shit <laughs> when it came to nice, the press, dude. <laughs> when it came to the press conferences after the 49ers, which was a, a drastic turn after the 49ers drafted Trey Lance. So like, I could only imagine what his pre- press conferences might look like if the Niners cut him and he wound up in Seattle. That would just be chef's kiss. The, the chef. I would enjoy that. I would enjoy that. That would be phenomenal. Do you do that as a chef's kiss or the Italian hands? I do it more as a chef's kiss because I don't like to single out a, a nationality of people like that. I'm being Luca Cangreta from Peaky Blinders. <laughs> sure. Um, all right. Now, now I officially have nothing to say. Let's get out of here. One last thing. <laughs> okay. Somebody named Dermis Garcia just doubled for the A's. Your favorite Dermis Garcia fact? Go. That he just doubled for the A's. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.